right out of the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> there was a setup. Yeah, it's not to be. <laughs> there's no need for uh, integrity or cleverness. Uh, uh, Dennis, my my mate. Hello, mate. Bro. Hey, we shot down the China balloon. Over where? Uh, I don't know. Where was it? Montana? Myrtle Beach, baby. Oh, was it? That's where it was? Yep. It flew over Asheville and uh, Charlotte, and then over Myrtle Beach. They waited for it to get out over the water, and they were like, "Pop pop that motherfucker. Yeah, well, they recovered it. They analyzed it today and found that at one time it had surveillance capabilities for communications, but apparently they stopped um, uh, sending the information to the computers in uh, China. But what they didn't say, of course, that you and I would ask as our very next question, well, did they store it on the balloon? Uh-huh. <laughs> to be retrieved later, but there's no, there's no expectation that when they send a balloon out, they're going to get it back. Right. You have point. to, you, you have to constantly be, um, so there's this, there's this interesting YouTube, uh, series where this guy who is one of my son's favorite YouTubers, uh, uh he, he's playing pranks on the people that steal packages off of other people's porches. Uh, yeah, because yeah. like uh, apparently in the states it's common for Amazon yes, or or whatever to just leave shit on your porch, yep. uh, and then you come home at the end of the day and there's your package. Uh, but uh, so he came up with this thing where he uh, he made all of these uh, boxes that uh, that look like they are um, uh, Apple Home Pods are the are the thing that, that looks like it's an Apple's uh, smart speaker and uh, and uh, they they would uh, deliver these to uh, to different houses and uh, and when they were taken they would um, when the box was opened it would like ex- explode with a bunch of glitter and shit and uh, that was interesting the first year uh, but he's gone iterating because uh, he's an engineer uh, he used to work at NASA uh, and every single year they make it a little bit better where they have sensors under the doormat that can detect exactly when it's been taken. Uh, they can follow behind in a car of, to follow where the thing goes. And they've put, uh, they've put, uh, like you don't even have to like use high technology to like transmit, uh, to live transmit uh, video these days uh, on the sides of the box, they just put like four different cell phones uh, that are like recording uh, video on the outside of the box. So like when the person picks it up, like they, uh, because it's being transmitted constantly uh, to the cloud, uh, like if they destroy it, like we still have all of that video, the same, the same, thing with the with the with the chinese chinese balloon, balloon right like right, right, if right. you're if you're constantly sending all your data then all of that is safe and no matter right. what happens to the actual device uh whatever anyway so they've got cell phones <clears throat> inside the box with a little hole cut for the camera. yeah and, and there's other things truck. as well as 
as well as the the glitter bomb, uh, they they do this thing where they that you apparently you can buy like really stinky uh, fart spray, uh-huh. and so like they do this thing yeah. where like it it, it, it shoots out this stuff and like it makes their the the thief's car stink for a while or whatever. Now, um, do they use it to help the authorities uh, catch the thieves? They 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 also do that. Uh, they do help the uh, they do send all of this to to the police eventually, but but it's, what they're doing is against the law. Well, if I put a, a funny prank bomb on my porch, is that against the law? No. And if someone comes and takes it and I make it explode in their living room. Is that is against that... the law? No. Okay. So. What is against the law? Yeah. Unwarranted surveillance. Well, it's warranted, though, isn't it? I guess it's warranted because it's a commission of a crime. So, right. I guess nothing is. It just strikes me as something of it could be illegal. It all depends, I suppose. You know, if uh, they're actually, as the criminal would say, you know what? I've walked by this house a million times. I've never taken anything off its porch. In fact, I've never taken anything off the porch. But this, they enticed me. They set me up. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, that's the defense, uh, right? The, Not that it would work. The diamond ring in the jewelry store window was just so pretty. No, if if the diamond ring was taken out and put on the counter, and the attendant walked away, right, and then hid in the storeroom to see whether he would take the ring. That's a setup. That's framing. I mean, that's okay. Good, you, that's that's a defense. It's it's not against the law, but it would mean that the guy could get away. Yeah, I don't actually know away. how all of the criminal stuff uh, pans out, and they for sure when they publish these videos, they do uh, like blur out the people's faces, like um, yeah, unless unless they get. For some of them, they actually like get the the thief's permission to like. Can we use your face in this video? So they can be famous. I, I, then why I else mean, would you do it? It'd be stupid, right? So, of course, if you're stealing packages off a porch, how smart can you be? Indeed. So, anyway, that's basically what uh, China was doing. The glitter bombs. Well, it and. You know, I it's it's much much to do about you know very little actually. I mean, they started tracking it in Alaska as soon as it crossed in, and there didn't appear to be any surveillance capability at the time. So it might have been something that they weren't going to turn it on when you're over Alaska. I mean, you know, it's the remotest region of the United States. There's no sense in listening in or taking pictures in Alaska. That's why we should hide all the stuff there. In Alaska, right. Well, that's where Superman is. This is up in the Arctic Circle, right? Right. In the fucking ice cave. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like yeah. subvert yeah. expectations, man. Yeah. So. So, um, so speaking of this, you know, this Joe Biden mentioned this in the State of the State. He didn't mention the state balloon the because his speechwriter is probably so, well, if we're going to talk about espionage and stuff like that, we don't want to 
use the word balloon because that sounds clownish. So what he said was they wouldn't put up with any breaking of any, uh, uh, you know, intelligence or what. I mean, it's very strong. Did you see any of his uh, remarks? Because I have a couple of stories I want to tell you about. I saw none of his remarks. I listened to a podcast that was recorded the day of the thing, and ah. they were talking well, about, uh, is he going to say the word balloon? Is he going to say the word China? The, the, he only mentioned China four times, which is surprising. But, um, China. The, China, hey, baby. What, if, you, if, if, if you were to look at the, pre, the pre-press about it, it said that he's not. He's going to talk about building partnerships and not be antagonistic and blah blah blah. And in that way, it would be like every other state of the union, boring that's ever been delivered. Sure, facts, figures, praising, promises, whatever. So that was the pretext, and it's like, well, it's you know that's particularly boring. So Joe Biden comes out. And as he walks up the aisle, as it always takes well over 10 minutes to shake hands, he looks great. He's got such a beautiful smile. Shaking hands, shaking hands. He gets up. He, he thanks everybody. And, uh, and, and I love he, all you uh, guys. You and guys then, the you know, tells everybody to, to sit down and it looks over at his wife and he says, well, we're, have, we're glad to stay. This is off the cuff. Glad the State of the Union is uh, is is today. And. Just speaking of my schedule, uh, my wife's got tickets to go to the Super Bowl, and I have to stay home. And he looks at the camera and he says, life isn't fair. Something like that. He's funny. <laughs> He's funny. It's so humanizing. It's, so... It's, it's, it's ad hoc. Yeah. So he, he launches into his speech, and the very first thing he does, so politically smart, first thing he does, after he thanks the vice president and introduces the vice president, he... He says, and I also want to tell you that we are uh, blessed with a, a new Speaker of the House who I think will become a powerful ally. We've already had one very positive meeting. I want to, I want to recognize and please give an ovation for Kevin McCarthy. All wow. the Republicans had to applaud. They had to stand up and applaud. So what's he doing? He's bringing him in. And He's then when they're him. applauding, he looks at Kevin McCarthy and he says, "I hate, I hate to ruin your reputation, Kevin, but I, but, but it looks like you're going to be able to work with me." <laughs> Funny. He said that. That's so Funny. good. Funny, laughing when he says it, you know, and then he gives the statistics and the jobs. Remarkable stuff. Remarkable stuff. Lowest unemployment rate in, you know, 12 and a half, 15 years. Paid sure. off two trillion in the national debt compared to his predecessor that had had doubled it from the prior 200 years. Fact after fact. And then he starts getting into budget stuff and this and that and 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 uh, by way of background, you know, you may have heard of the name Senator uh, Rick Scott from Florida, yes. who was the senator in charge of working for kind of with Mitch McConnell for the reelection of senators. He was the top guy. He made a pretty big mistake of releasing a pamphlet that's called like Reclaiming America that says that every law 
needs to have a five-year sunset and then reconsidered for a vote. Every law, meaning, of course, Social Security and Medicare. Mitch McConnell went crazy on him and said, are you out of your mind? Are you trying to lose all the next elections, too? (laughs) This is off the tape. But it's already released. There's pamphlets printed. Then there's another senator by the name of Mike Lee who happens to be one of the dudes, right, that got a call during the nine, the January 6th insurrection. Mm-hmm. And oops, it was the wrong number. It was Donald Trump. He didn't want to talk to Mike Lee. He wanted to talk to somebody else. Mike Lee is on his fast dialing. Mike Lee is recorded, unbeknownst to him, at a fundraiser saying, no politician will say this. I'm going to risk my career and it's worth it, but we need to completely eliminate Social Security and Medicare and redo it in a way that we can afford. It's on tape. So that's the background. So, uh, I mean. So there's more to the story, of course. The punchline is coming. Like redo. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, there's no continue. sunset on Social Security or Medicare. It's a permanent program, and so that's that's the background. And the other piece of background that wasn't mentioned that you should know is is this: is that when Donald Trump was president of the United States and the Republican Party met for the first time in their history, the Republican Party failed to create a platform. Right, right, right. They were just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they haven't fixed it since. Whatever Orange Boy says. And when and when and when Biden and everyone says to the Republicans, to McCarthy, et cetera. So you want to hold hostage the national debt and you want cuts. What will you cut? And they won't tell. them. And so this is all background. So this is what Biden does. He says, now, listen, he says, I'm going to tell you this straight up. It is not going to happen on my watch that what some Republicans want is cuts to Medicare, Medicaid, and to Social Security. That, and as he's saying, that's not going to happen. There's a bunch of people booing and 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 yelling out, "Liar!" And he, yeah, he looks, what a great tradition this is now. He looks. He looks at the. He looks at the. Uh, uh, he looks at the audience, and he says, "What you you don't there? None of you want to cut Social Security or Medicare. I'm not saying the majority of you. I'm not even saying there's more than a few, but it's pretty clear that you are talking as a body about. And they start yelling at him again." And he's and he looks at them square, looks at them and, and yells and says, you don't believe me? Look it up. It's on the record. Nice. And, and they boo him more. And then he says, oh, so what? You're not going to cut Social Security or Medicaid or Medicare? Is that what you're saying? And there's this applause. Right. And he says, well, why don't we all stand up? and commit right now to not cutting Social Security and Medicare. The whole chamber got up and applauded. There was nothing they could do. He negotiated the motherfucking budget live on at the State Union. Never been done before. Never been done before. In fact, politics has never really been inserted into the State of the Unions other than Trump's underhanded stuff. This was remarkable. 
Remarkable. Wow. Now I kind of wish that I had seen it. Well, there's a tape of it. So what does Biden do? He started a 40-stop tour that's basically for the 2024 re-election, and it's called the Post State of the Union Tour. And when he was in Wisconsin, he told them all the story about what happened. And he said, so you know what? Now we've got everybody. He said, here's the pamphlet that Rick Scott printed. He holds it up. Let me read it to you. And then he says, and I didn't know this at the time, but there's a type of Mike, uh, tape of Mike Lee speaking. He said, so I'm glad that apparently, apparently I got them all to stand up and agree to it. It ain't going to happen on my watch. I deliver for you. Crazy applause. Crazy Damn. applause. Brilliant. Who knew, who knew that he had that in him? That, that's amazing. This a- was not charted. This this, oh, I knew he had uh, in him because I know, I, I mean, I know not, not to this degree, but I know that he's quick on his feet and he's better when he's dealing with people, people to people. He dealt with that crowd of people. There were four or five of them, Bobert and the dipshit from out in fucking Montana, who's wearing, by the way, a white mink stoley looking thing. And as one of the announcers said, she looks like she's the uh, Tsarina of Russia. Wow. So it, it, it's, it reminds me of how uh, in, in England, where they, uh, where they stand up and yell at each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Just how it's like, but, but that, that hones their abilities to speak very like to debate very sharply in a way well, that and, and here's a don't. here's a here's another remarkable kind of backstory is that Kevin McCarthy it was known publicly that he had communication to all of the house members the republicans and said this needs to be a respectful there'll be no shouting out there'll be none of this there'll be none of that and when they first started doing it, Kevin McCarthy, who's on camera the whole time with Biden, him right. and, and and another thing for you to look at when you look at the tape. Sure, because he's 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 behind the the, the behind him up up yeah. in the higher always yeah. higher dais, sitting down, and look at the wooden vice president of the United States, who when Biden is walking in for that full ten minutes, she doesn't figure out even how to talk to Kevin McCarthy. No one would expect Kevin McCarthy to talk to her. He's just stoic and waiting, but nothing that she's doing to be personable, to try to talk to him. And then if he didn't, if he didn't respond at all, you know, a little roll of her eyes or whatever, all on camera. Right. Right. Instead, she's there wooden. But so that's just a a thing. And and Biden did thank her at one point. But I'll tell you what, he sure as fuck did not talk to her about her and what she's done at all because she hasn't done a lot. In fact, there's a furor that her husband has been tapped to do all this anti-Semitic, you know, review and all this stuff. And he's getting all the limelight. And was, you know, celebrated Holocaust, celebrated it, 
you know, yeah. I mean, what do you well, call Yeah, it? okay. Recognize, uh, recognize the Holocaust. And um, yeah, and, anyway. she's turning out to be a uh, sort of a wet piece of bread. Well, uh, and there's no doubt Biden's run. This is my prediction. Write it down. And, and this is this, that Biden will not make it through the second year of his term. And, so uh, the next and she will become the de facto president of the United States. She will run as an appointed incumbent. Okay. So I guess once you have, once you've been president with a vice president, you can't run for your second term and be like, nah, I'm going to choose a different running mate. You can't do that. Yes, you can. That's been, been done? done. Okay. But, uh, I believe uh, Dan Quayle might have been the example of that. Uh, he, he was all eight years, wasn't he? Uh, with Bush? No. Huh. Well, I mean, he, he also was uh, not the... He wasn't the sh shiniest... Uh, Bulb in the rock in the, the sun, tree, the yeah. sharpest knife in the drawer. Yeah, uh, well, the freshest avocado in the bunch. The freshest avocado in the bunch. That's that's, that's good. Uh, okay, so uh, the, the state of the union is strong, is what I'm hearing. Well, and so here's the other thing he did. My second story. He's he's talking about his accomplishments. And when he's doing it, he's saying stuff that is jabbing at the Republicans. He's interspersing, though, all of these things, and he's pushing the Republican buttons of small businesses, jobs, economic development. He keeps putting the Republicans in a position that when he says we need to work together to support X, Y, or Z, they have no choice but at least to applaud some of them eagerly standing up and applaud. This is what Biden did again and again is he got the Republicans to agree with him. And he that, said uh, that's such a that's such a Jedi he, move. Jedi move. He said at one point, after all this stuff about social security, blah, blah, blah. Oh my god! Fucking that was cat. A cat. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thump. He 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 smiled. He looked at the camera. He looked at his wife. He smiled, and he said, "I love a good conversion." Damn. I He's... I love conversion. And uh, and he laughed out loud. And now when he's telling the story, but here's the here's the second story. So he's talking about all these accomplishments. He's talking about the world now, accomplishments in the world, and and a leader in COVID, and and you know uh, doing better than most countries on the and the uh, worldwide economic downturn because of COVID, which he never talks about. He never says that. Even though that, for the educated person, that explains most of it, okay? But as he's doing that, he indicated that he stood up to Chinese President uh, 
Z, uh, Z Pang. I, I probably got that name wrong. But, uh, and he looks at the camera and he says, did anybody else in the world do that? Name me one leader who did that. And then he says, louder, looking at the camera, name me one leader who's done that. I'm standing up for you. I'll tell you, man. We haven't had that level of uh, oration. Oration and and just like um, I mean, Trump liked to like to think of himself as the alpha male, uh, you know, bravo, uh, like strong, strong guy. But uh, like Obama didn't even do shit like that. No, Obama was. Obama was Obama the, was, the uh, intellectual. Was is a natural orator. But he did not campaign. He delivered a sober, realistic, all business, very wonky delivery because at the end of the day, he is a policy wonk. Right. Biden's bread and butter and Obama's are different. Obama wasn't a hug him, chug him, grab hold of him kind of guy. He was aloof. He was yes. cool as a cucumber. He was aloof. Yep. You know, and Biden is, you know, he, Biden, Biden wants to get down there with the people and be like, with the I'm people, one, I'm one of y'all, man. There's a footage of him when he was running the campaign and and there was a dude he's he, coming up to him and the and saying something negative about the about the unions and about unionization. And Biden said back to him and kind of pointed and was kind of poking him in toward the chest or in the chest or whatever. And the guy persisted and Biden said, you want to take this outside? Let's take this outside. And uh, widely reported, he wasn't saying it to be an asshole. He meant it. But take this out, take this outside as in life is in like, we're going to get the fisticuffs. Yes. You want to take this outside? No, and of course, if the guy would say, no, I don't. And then the response is, well, then shut the fuck up. But Joe's like 100 years old. Like, it doesn't matter how old. He's 81. It was, it was 70, 78 at the time. But it doesn't matter how old you are to be able to say that to somebody, particularly when you know their response is going to be no. That's why you say it. Right. You're not going to say that to somebody who says, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you're like, not going to say that to to Muhammad Ali, you're going to be like, uh, yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I've, I've, I've said it to plenty of people and their size doesn't, doesn't much matter. No, no, um, no, 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 no. I'm not, it's not about size. It's about, uh, pugilistic ability, pugilistic ability, pugilism, yeah. capitalism, well, pugilism. Yeah. You're not going to say it big. Well, if you say it to a boxer, the boxer's just going to look at you and punch you right in the fucking nose. That's well, the that, way he'll answer that question. Yeah. No, we don't need to take it outside because I just knocked your ass out. I can just do it right here. Boom. You're out cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that, 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 uh, that, that leadership thing. And then, and then, so, so listen to this. So guess, guess who delivers the Republican response to the state of the union? Let me give you some uh, back. 
Uh, no, can't guess. The new governor of Arkansas. Don't know who that Sarah is. Sarah Huckabee. Oh, fuck. Uh, Sanders. Yes. She's a governor now? Yes. The youngest governor in the country at the age of 40. Wow. She looks like she looks like she looks like freaking Humpty Dumpty. So listen. Her message, not fat shaming, just her like, message. That's what she, yeah. And I quote, it's time for us to tell the difference between normal and crazy. And we need a new wave of Republicans to lead this nation. It's our time, right? Just absolutely clearly targeted at Trump. This is the message the Republican Party wanted. Now, let me ask you this. Who better to deliver that message? But uh, uh, wait a minute. A Trump spokesperson? Yeah. Uh, Uh A MAGA supporter? Uh, What? She ran on all the MAGA stuff and now, huh? Your day has come. Hello, Sarah. You sure don't seem like the best messenger for that message. Yeah. It's so dull, I just turned but, it off. But I think I think the people that cozy up to Trump uh, do so knowing how fake his appreciation is of them and therefore are also totally fake. Like, it's all a big agreement of, I'm going to side with you as long as you're good for me. Yeah, well. And they all know that of each other. Right, so. And and therefore, when uh, it, like, if there was someone that was super loyal to Obama, for example. Yes. Uh, and then that person came out and was anti-Obama. That would be more surprising to me because uh, I feel like that that house has a greater sense of loyalty and uh, than than the house of Trump that is just like uh, like no uh, no honor among thieves sort of a thing. Well, and and you know. It's now just happening. Trump's holding uh, his first events, and you know that he's in trouble when he's starting to. Uh, people are starting to refer to them as more intimate. What they mean to say is <laughs> the fucking crowd didn't show up. That's funny. Um, but he's taken on DeSantis, and so DeSantis hasn't declared yet. But you know who has is Nikki Haley. Do you know who she is? I do. That's the South Carolina uh, lady that former um, governor. Yep, and a good governor, and uh, then became our uh, ambassador of the United Nations for years. Yes, yes, and was quoted as uh, saying not all that long ago that she would never run against Trump, and she kind of apologized to him publicly. It was just fucking awkward. She, look, if the pendulum has to swing in the other direction. Uh, I, I, she's better than all the other knuckle fucks that are. 
Well, have their hat in the ring. Here's the latest polling shows that Biden does his best against Trump. Right. And he but, actually, but, but that, that's polls- like that's like saying that uh, uh, I, uh, people think that I can win a race against a toddler. It's like, yeah, but if you put an actual athletic adult against me, then yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't know. The, and the thing is, I I I shouldn't even mention the poll because it's absolutely stupid. I mean, it's if the election were held today. Well, first of all, those are all such stupid polls. It yeah. isn't being held today, and second of all, who are you calling exactly? Yeah, bull. Crap, like you know, polls. Uh, they've been notoriously for the last two uh, national election cycles. They've been so off, so off. Three, actually, because uh, Trump uh, was never predicted to win. He was as shocked as everyone. But anyway, those are those are my uh, those are my uh, political views. Okay, can day. we transition? To fiction. Sure. I wish we would. I have been a super good homework boy. Oh, you're a good boy. You're I'm such a good, good boy. Who's a good boy? Yes, I am. Good. Uh, yes. Uh, and I watched... Uh, the first thing I watched was Melancholia. Oh, man. Which when you is were done, were you quite like, oh, a movie. So there, there's another movie that I've watched called uh, it's called like Second Earth or something like yes, that. Yes, I've yes I've seen that too. That uh, that feels sort of in this in this genre, but um, uh, only in the broadest sense. Only in the broadest sense, yes. Because another giant planet is involved. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. But the the the, uh, the reflective life in uh, Second Earth. Um. You know the yeah that that's the, okay I'm I sorry I brought that up that's not really related uh, well the, I'm sorry that I'm I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I'm talking about it fuck <laughs> if you're if you're sorry you brought it up so fine I won't talk about it go ahead uh, anyway melancholia so what did I promise you about the movie relative to Kirsten Dunst you promised and me you that she would be she would be said, in every fucking and frame said, and gorgeous. You said, I love Kirsten Dunst. And I said, do yourself a favor. That's why you watched it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so was, was, was I right? And then God, so- there's, there's cheek dimples, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was, I loved how they didn't talk about the astronomical <clears throat> catastrophe for like the first half of the movie. It was uh, it was very much like um, uh, Deer Hunter, where they had like the, the the wedding that takes place for like forever at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and man, the the bit at the beginning where they're clearly like super in love, uh, you know, going to their wedding. And uh, it was that was just fantastic as it turns out not so much right exactly but like as it it turns out really not so much right 
uh, the golf course scene. There'd be no spoilers here, but well, the golf no, course I'm gonna, scene. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, that's my second, my second point. Uh, my my first, my first bullet point is uh, the groom's father uh, is actually the father of the actor of the groom. Yes, Scars, uh, Scars, Yeah, uh, which I was like, oh wow, that's that's cool. Um, so my second point. This has to be the first and maybe only movie with a sand bunker rape. Rape? She... She raped him? She raped him, yes. Uh, he was willing and said we had great sex. So what is it? Why is that a rape? Okay. Right. But like... You're trying she, to be salacious. No. Uh if if women can rape men, that yes, is how they it's can. Done. This wasn't that. I think it sort of was. I think I she think she pushed him down. A, yes, and I think he went, Oh my God, I can't believe my luck. This is great. And he said later, You and I should be partners. I mean, we've already had such great sex. Yeah. That's not that's, with somebody who's rape sex. Yeah, I guess. But so you want to talk? You want to talk? That you want to state that that she was the aggressor, and uh, yes, and and it might have been unclear uh, how uh, willing he was, but it, and now that this image is ingrained in your in your in your brain, right? Do you look frame by frame? Was there some point when he was trying to push her away in any way? He tried to get up, and she pushed him back down. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, I don't know. It was it was because very. You didn't uh, know what was going on? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it. Uh, I've never. Okay, we'll we'll back it back down to Sandbunker sex, which is I think a, a new genre of movie. Why would you do it there instead of on the green? I don't believe they were in the bunker, were they? They were. They were. They were. It's, it's softer. Uh, yeah, you know. People claim that like beach sex is interesting, but like there seems like there's a bunch of little particulate crap that could, gritty. Yeah, you know why they like it because it's gritty. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I was saying that um, melancholia is this genre that I love of a movie or or thing where the protagonist slowly goes insane like uh she was already unwell at the beginning of the movie but you know why do you know what she had wrong with her uh tell us mr Diagnost diagnostician she suffered from melancholia That's why, yeah. Wow. Uh, and I also love the the genre of how society reacts to an astronomical catastrophe. Like there was that movie a while back called uh, Don't Look Up. I'm sure we talked. Yes, uh, yes. Which actually apparently got... Um, um, Poor yeah, it was it was <laughs> and 
and postscript bad so star studded and and no one wanted to see that genre and i never saw it uh what was it don't name look up was it a netflix uh or apple tv that. or something it was it, it was uh super famous actors uh acting yeah leonard leonardo dicaprio yeah, yeah. and uh and um, Steve Carell, maybe. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and wow, two of my remember. favorite actors. And it was it was about like the world ending, and they went and they told the president, and the president was like, um, "Can we wait until after the midterms before yeah. we say?" The president was played by Meryl yeah, Streep. Before we say that the world is ending, uh, and it was just like. It felt so in the correct in the moment of how, because we were at a time where like vaccine information was not being well distributed, et cetera. Uh, anyway. Well, and, and just talk about star studded. I mean, DiCaprio and Lawrence are, are like small fry compared to Meryl Streep. Well, yeah, sure. She's the most, she's the most nominated actor of all time. True, true, true. Um, I don't know if she's the most prolific winner. I believe she is. So uh, um, let's go back to melancholy. Uh, the they got a lot of stuff wrong with relation to um, how stuff would look in the sky. Like I, uh, I'm kind of a. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to looking at the planets and this moon and stuff. And the idea that a planet would be coming from the other side of the sun directly towards us and would be fully lit like a full moon is like, that's not the way that works. Uh, um, so... If let's assume for a second that the reason that it's coming toward Earth is that for reasons unknown, it's off its normal orbit. Right. Uh, why uh, wouldn't it appear in the sky at some point, just like a second moon looking just like a second moon? Because the second moon is a planet in an orbit within the side of the Earth. Right. I don't think what you're telling me is correct. Okay. That's, that's if the moon got closer to the earth, what is, let's say that instead of, instead of the, uh, uh, the planet melancholia, yeah. melancholia, it was in fact the moon. You think at some point the moon wouldn't be lit like that and we couldn't see it better and better and better. So the, the moon is full when it's on the opposite side of the earth as the sun. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, it would be, but if it got closer, it would start to have a lunar eclipse with the, with the earth. I see. Uh, and I think I do follow that. I and, got you. Wow. That's quite, and if, quite like a, in the same way that, um, in the same way that you never see Venus, you never see Venus high in the sky. Venus is always low in the sky. Why is that? Because 
Venus, bum, 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 always high in the sky. Never high in the sky. Never because always low because it's always close to the it's because it's closer to the sun than we are. So if if you see it lit, it's because the sun is about to come up. And you see it lit, or the sun is about to go, or has just gone down. And it's really not lit; it's just reflected. Well, yeah, yeah, lit. Well, that's what I mean by lit. That's it's reflecting the light. Lit. Yes. Are the actors on the stage lit? Are you? Are Are you in fact? Do you Do you tonight meet that definition? I need more light to be lit, but I'm I'm, I'm pretty lit. And what kind of light do you have in that bottle there that I saw you pick up earlier? Uh, it's just a little uh, Tennessee light, a little Jack Daniels. Little Jack. So, uh, continuing on with my uh, uh, so Kiefer Sutherland. Wow, I was not expecting him. Yeah, and um, uh, a despicable character. Despicable. Little did we know how despicable, but a coward. He just like fucking left beyond the de- uh, uh, and killed himself beyond beyond the uh, beyond the freaking pale of cowardice, leaving his son and his wife to fend for their right. own and running into the the barn to kill himself. I mean, what a what a vile character, and always reassuring her that it would be yeah, okay right. and this and that and. And, and wanting to do stuff with his son, and and then he just wow, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, yeah. the it was it, you know this. And part of my theory is is that this, this this the story is really about what it feels like to have melancholia, to be to be ill in that way, and and the way that you feel is that what's the sense in doing anything? Nothing matters right. because. For all we know, the world's going to end any minute. So this is like, uh, welcome to my world. That's why she could handle it and nobody else did very well, because she's like, I always feel this way. Right. And what do you make, what do you make of her, her uh, midnight uh, bathing in the pool on the grounds of the estate uh, in the moonlight. Yes. What? Very strange. Welcome, to say the least, but very strange. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going through that character's head. Uh, Like, she was already so far broken in that that way. I don't know what... What was motivating her at that point? Like from the beginning when she sort of started to lose it at her wedding where she was just like, it's time to cut the cake, but I'm going to go take a bath. It's like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Very well detached and who cares? But But why would you have a wedding when the world is about to end? Because it's something that feels that, that f- her bow, her bow said, we've got to do this. Let's really, really do this. 
and everybody agreed and her sister agreed and everybody agreed, yes, let's do this while we can do this. And it's sort of like one of those choices. You know? Okay, I kind of agree it's with sort that. sort of like the guy, the man and woman getting married before he goes off to war. Same thing. I kind of I kind of agree with that because my uh, the rationale behind my wedding was mostly just to have a great party with with friends and family, uh, and the, and it it did it, the the actual you were looking forward, of course, to being wed to your wife. I mean, there was that aspect of it too, right? I mean, there. that was needless, the not needless to mention, I might say. Married to who? No. So, so the party would be the second. No, no, no. Thing, but but not the, 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 the having of a wedding. Uh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is the is the big party thing? Say. Like you can go and get married, uh, like at the local town hall, whenever. Uh, I think I was invited to your wedding, wasn't I? I, I think I specifically did not want you there. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, that's it. I knew it was yeah. something like being invited. Like, not tennis. Uh, so, so yeah. There's, there's that, and, um, and it's uh, one other thing. The, um, the, the little apparatus that the that Kiefer said that uh, that the kid invented of let's yeah. hold this stick to your chest and make the ring the same size as uh, the thing. It's pretty ingenious. I thought I thought. That was super clever. Like, uh, because we are so bad at, uh, determining the size of, and the change of the size of objects. Uh, and right. that's, right. that's very clever. Like right. we, there, there's actually well, this, it, uh, there's a thing called the, um, the moon, uh, illusion. Where when the moon when the full moon is low in the sky it looks bigger than when it's high in the sky, uh-huh. uh, which I'm sure you've experienced. Uh, but it's like it's totally How about the super. Moon? No, no, no. It's it's just totally an, an illusion that when 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 the moon is nearby trees or buildings or something, like it looks bigger than when it's way up there and not near any. How about Cosmos Moon? Who? Cosmo. Cosmo. Look, it's Cosmo's moon. Look at how big it is. It's Cosmo's moon. You are... I'm coming to bed, darling. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, is... is Ah, this is like... Uh, if I have to smack you again, if you're going to bring the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonstruck, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, so I'm taking you to the bed. When I'm done, there'll be nothing but your bones. <laughs> You're a wolf. You're a wolf. You eat your own pop to 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 just you know you snap out of it. It only snap. took me a hundred episodes to uh to to see that. So I know, I know. But anyway. So, uh, the moon, the moon, the moon, melancholy. So what did you think of uh, the ending? Where did it leave you emotionally? I mean, 
it was kind of perfect. It, it uh, it's, uh, it's a reflection of our lives in general of when it's over, it's over and there's nothing left. But so what was your emotional response? Uh, my emotional response was, yeah, I mean, they, I don't even think they were like holding hands or anything when the world ended. Yes, they were. They were. Okay, good. Uh, but just that, uh, that sense of finality and like that, when, when the idea of the earth being destroyed and all intelligent life, all life going away, intelligent or not Uh, going away, the Republicans would die too. Right. Uh, so that's kind of sad, but well, I was uh, distressed. I was distressed. Were you? I was uncomfortable and not happy. I was melancholy, sad. I was rankled. Well, it was the death of the 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 way the the mesmerizing part of that death scene was how. Um, Kirsten Dunst's character, I wish I recall her name in the, in the movie, um, uh, uh, handled the boy, which brought her out of her melancholia. And for one of the few times in the movie, she cared for somebody else. Because she, she didn't was super give selfish a shit about the rest of the time, yes. She, well, it, I, want, I don't know that it was so much selfish as it was the disease, yeah, 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 the mental yeah. health, the, the, you know, of of self-absorption and introspection, uh, and just you know, inner internal distraction and depression. It it she came out of it. They she built the she built the the cave that he'd been talking about the whole movie. When are we going to build the cave? all through the movie and she'd well next time and blah 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 and they finally did it with sticks that's how the movie started in the slow-mo of the boy with a knife carving the sticks for the Mm -hmm. cave that was riveting and of course what was interesting about the movie from that moment you wondered what when is that going to happen what's the what what is that all it's called filmmaking yes as it turns out what they call your uh, prem- uh, premonition. Yes. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, that is that better. That is what they call it. So uh, that's uh, good. Let's uh, s- switch as, as we're quickly moving through well, our I, I, hour here. But we one, other, one other quote that I, that I wrote down from Melancholia was, oh, yeah, the planet just... F- give us a flyby and it took away part of our atmosphere and that's why you're having trouble breathing and I was just like damn that's uh, strangely pseudoscientific and like might actually like 
the whole the whole fact that they didn't talk about gravity at all because the tides would have been super fucked up when when a when a huge planet the size of earth came by it would have pulled all the all the oceans in that direction assuming that the planet approaching had gravity what makes you think that a planet has to have gravity jesus christ dennis uh does it have mass yes then it has gravity okay make make the connection for me so like a formula or Gravity's a song based, you can like sing that the, the 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 ma- the more mass an object has the more oh gravity you mean the earth's gravity is uh being is is affecting we know we have gravity earth is gravity so the earth's gravity is affecting the planet yeah. and our tides are affected accordingly you don't know that you don't know that a, if a planet's bigger than ours when you land on another yes. planet like to say the moon is the moon a planet no but we'll we'll go with that yes let's, let's it's a proxy for it's a planet a, when you're on the moon there's not much gravity because the mass is less yes so and jupiter is there going to be you won't be able to stand up because there's so much gravity that and there's not a floor yes there's a not floor, a, what? a ground because yeah. it's gas okay Boy, you do know a lot about planets. Oh, the, the 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 physics of of this is uh, pretty abominable. But uh, let's leave that aside. Let's let's uh, let's skip over to the next uh, the next order on the bill. Uh, Your Honor is doing fine, uh, but I really want to talk to you about the zombie the zombie show. Well, are they zombies? No, they're not zombies. They're zombie-like, but they're not zombies. They're diseased. They're not post-dead. They're not zombies. Wow. Okay. What? Uh. They're not dead. They're not dead and come in in in, you know, in, in post post-death, reborn as zombies. But they're not they're curable either. They're not curable humans. either. Zombies? No, the Last of Us uh, infected. They're not curable. You don't know that. <sighs> okay. Are, are, wow. I mean, are we you, going for? You can't just. Are we say going stuff. for a zombie you genre just, or not? I think we are. Well, I, I, it's zombie-like. There's no doubt. It's very like zombie-like movie, but. That doesn't mean you can say stuff about it that's not true. I love how you challenge me on the you very first no fucking cure. principle. What do you think the central? What do you think the central theme is of the episodes you've watched? Why is he taking care of the girl? Yeah. Look. Yes, uh, he's taking care of the girl because potentially there's a cure for whatever this is that is causing people to turn into. Uh, brain eaters. Her blood is the cure. Yes. Uh, but okay, so let's. Uh, you've gotten off on it. You've gotten off on a bad track here. Let's start. Let's over. Let's, let, let's go let's back. Start over. Hey, have you seen uh, The Last of Us? It's it's sort of like in some ways it's sort of like they sign, they kind of look like zombies, but they're not zombies. No, at all. 
What do you think? So I generally dislike the zombie genre. <laughs> the they're 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 the including zombie like zombie like genre. genre. <laughs> Don't use the Z word too much. That was a productive discussion. It just sure knocked you out of your orbit. So anyway, no back to zombie. No, but uh, there's uh, I feel like uh, the uh, the. The kind of movie and TV show where there are these uh, often slow moving uh, and no longer human as we know them uh, creatures that are coming at us and want to bite us to turn them into the same thing that they are, uh, we will call them uh, wombies. They... uh, that type of movie and, and just this uh, type of apocalypse where all the laws have broken down and it's every every person for, them, for themselves uh, that is such uh, that's such uh, porn for the for the red state gun own gun uh, owning people like I feel like um, I yes. feel like they want uh, they want to have a, a a world in which all of the guns that I own are going to come in handy because they're going to be these these lumbering people uh-huh, that I can uh-huh. come and do headshots to and feel no remorse about their deaths, uh, which takes you to episode three. And but uh, like that's such a I see that in in so much television. Like all of yeah. uh, The Walking Dead was basically that. Yes, yes, yes. And all of the, uh, to use the Z word, uh, all of those movies were are very much like uh, in the same way that uh, in a World War II movie, if, you, if someone shoots a Nazi, that's not you don't have to question the morality of that uh and right. and we love the right. idea of being able to shoot we we the the red state people uh love the idea of being able to shoot people that are coming into our territory uh and we can kill them and feel no remorse right that's quite a backstory of the girl and in, in whatever history she <laughs> but has. that's 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 what I feel like this is touching on. And uh, one, one thing I wanted to point out was that uh, when they did the, uh, first of all, they've done a great job of uh, cutting between the, the times from, from 2000 to to, 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 to 2023. Uh, I, I love when they cut to, 2023 there was a guy uh there was a guy on a street corner with a um gore lieberman t-shirt which which i thought was like that's so fucking like well so having said everything you said about the the z genre and all that what 
Did you like it? You must have liked it enough if you watched all the four episodes. So you wouldn't waste your time if you didn't like it. Would you? At, at the midpoint of the first episode, when it was clear that there were like uh, creatures uh, move, moving, creatures. moving weirdly towards our protagonists, uh, I was like, I'm out. I'm done with this. And I. I mentioned this to some friends and they were like, yes, you're not, you're not entirely wrong on the first episode, but keep going. You're going to, it, it, it gets better. And so on that, uh, on that suggestion, I kept going and, um, and yeah, it uh, it got, it got way better. The acting's very good. The writing's yes. very good. Yes. Uh, this was made by uh, fuck. I forgot uh, the people that made Chernobyl. The uh, yes. Uh, well, and and you 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 don't know much about Game of Thrones, but you've seen the opening of Game of Thrones and that opening sequence of the uh, the emerging uh, of fun fun guy. Yes, as it's going around, is very Game of Thrones esque. Yes. As an open, and I literally the 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 day before I watched the opening, uh, the first mm, thing, I watched this interesting YouTube video about how uh, how there's this single celled uh, mm, sponge thing that uh, uh-huh. that is really like it's there's only one like it it's super stupid but it's also like super clever like it, it can solve our uh, like how best to travel to these different locations uh, most quickly uh, problems like in a crazy way uh, but and I'm super uh uh, the so I the, this the show uh, hovers between like I said the the gun nuts that that think it's cool to have as much guns as you can and to kill these people that are coming at you. This proves it. But also uh, the blue state hippies that are all into like mushrooms are like the world man uh like they do the, we control them or do they control us man and uh and then it all really like episode one and two were fine but episode three was like holy fuck i think everyone who has watched this has what th- that sees episode three is like okay this is a different this, this is, is a, a different, different beast Right, particularly for that actor who's known to play these types of roles, survivalist type roles. I saw a footage in an article. Nick about Offerman, him is his name. Yes, very good. Hey, so the 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 girl who I wouldn't, I guess she's not a child actor as much as she's an adolescent actor, but she's amazing. Um, in Game of Thrones, by the way, you don't know this. She played a, a child queen 
who was one of the most forceful queens in the in the uh, in the, the world as they knew it, as they knew it in, in Game of Thrones. And when she, at these meetings of all the kings and the queens and the leaders of all the tribes, she would stand up and she would say shit, as you would imagine, knowing her acting in the clearest, most adult, responsible, mesmerizing way. She was so good. And so to see her in this, it's the second thing I've seen her in. She is outstanding. Wow. I th- I was assuming this was like her breakout uh, role. Well, in a sense, I mean, it's it's certainly a bigger role than that than one I'm describing. Then Game of Thrones. I mean, several episodes. Just several episodes, and it's just a couple of minutes. You know, uh, minor character, infrequent, but repeated, not just one time. Wow. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's pretty amazing, and like. And I love that she's not like your stereotypical pretty teenager. Right. Like she's she is who she is, and take it or leave it. Right. Uh, but yes, the. But man, the. Um, let's see. Some of my notes here. Uh, Pedro Pascal is quite a quite quite an actor, right? I, he's he's doing a real good understated job. No kidding, here. very understated job. And the and I love the I love the dialect and uh, where he stumbles and can't complete sentences when he's talking about how he feels bad and responsible that she uh, ended up having thank God you know confiscated the gun which killed the perpetrator, yeah. you know, and how he couldn't get through the sentence. And you gotta, you know, it's just so much more realistic than somebody knowing exactly the right thing to say yes. and this and that. You so, know. so often in, in, in drama, it's like, no one, no one ever says, uh, or what, or, yeah. uh, and, and also, well, like this will never happen on on film, but it happens every fucking day. Is no one ever says, uh, "Hey, can you can you go and wash the dog?" And the other person says, "What?" And the other person, "Hey, can you hey?" <laughs> because no one ever mishears each other on 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 film, right? right? But like it should it should They're be that clear, way, right? Uh, so. Uh, the first of all, actual people that know about uh, mycology and how funguses work uh, must be livid watching this. Like, I don't think any of that is accurate. Um, and I also wanted to point out the interesting thing that no one I've ever seen in a post-apocalypse uh, show talks about the lack of tampons. But this girl like discovers some tampons and was like, sweet, I'm going to take these. Oh, is that what yeah. those were? I didn't, I couldn't catch what and they were. It's just like, 
as a as a uh, as a moving as a movie going audience or a TV audience, like we don't consider women's needs in that way. Uh, which this is just like wow, well, well done. It's quite yeah. It's an unusual point. You're right though. And like like when when yeah. when we all are like uh, you know using uh, you know leaves to wipe our butts when we when we poop it's like uh the women have other other things um uh, and do you ever use poison ivy to wipe your ass i no not yet but my i'm still young <laughs> right <laughs> since you're using leaves two or three times a week i'm surprised it hasn't come yes up. we don't have poison ivy here but uh uh the, the other thing i wanted to point out was um this is this is a genre that I call headshot violence, where it like it's okay to show to kids because it's just a uh, boom and the person's dead. It's it's very it's much like uh, the stormtroopers in Star Wars, like they get hit once and they're and they and they lie down. Unlike Midsummer. I have not seen that yet, and I'm scared to. But uh, well, it's it, it's it's probably the most graphic, violent. Yeah. That that's why. Uh, violent graphics is it's extraordinary. <clears throat> um, lingering shots, which you never see. <laughs> yeah, we'll not show that to the kids. But the uh, right, FYI. And the other note I had was um, how perfect perfect it is that like the city streets are covered in leaves. Like when they when they show a city street, it's like there's just leaves blowing around. And to me, that's like yeah, that's how it would be after twenty years of just no no. Is it leaves or is it? Leaf-like debris. I mean, wow! Always the pedant. It's leaves. Well, it's I, leaves. I didn't. I didn't recognize all the debris as leaves. I mean, um, I don't know why there'd be so many leaves in a city when there's not that many trees. <sighs> okay. Well, I saw a bunch <laughs> of leaves. Kansas City. Kansas City, which is the last city you yeah. saw, is with the uh, QZ. Um, I got plenty of trees there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. After 20 years, though, the leaves wouldn't still be there. Did it stop raining? I mean, leaves break down in less than two years. So. Yeah, but, they, the but then they grow growing. and they fall every year. Silly. Oh, Think. because the 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 uh, the disease didn't affect Indeed. trees. Oh, well, I do. So yeah. the the I'm super interested in this series in the way that it's straddling the blue state red states divide, like much like callback to Joe Biden, like it's it's. It's very much, yes, I need all my guns to defend my property because those those guys are coming to take my stuff. 
versus yeah uh you know abortion gay marriage uh is all is all okay so like that's sort of a like they're they're hovering between they're hovering on that border you know the you know the series is is a is a game it was based on a, it's based on a video game yes the the post show uh uh episodes after every episode yeah you see a, those i don't i well yeah I, and and frankly i never watch them because i don't want i don't really i don't want to know i'm not listening to them anymore because i didn't want to hear about comparisons to the game for some reason i'm not sure. a gamer and it's not an interest to me and i i'm i don't i just assume not think that the the theater here is some I don't know somehow the creativity of the theater is from a game I just don't like I don't know I've got I don't know it's probably a quirky prejudicial kind of thing about it I don't give a fuck about games okay the (laughs) duly noted let's 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 move on are you gonna say are you gonna say I'm sorry I brought it up again (laughs) That's 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 a sure cue to me that <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't even bring it up. You you fucking went there. Uh, hey, I gotta go. I gotta go. It's 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 pushing six. I gotta. I'm going to O'Duffy's for some live music. Hope to play a little bit. Okay, so we'll do uh, your honor next time. Uh, and I've got um, I've got a Wednesday coming up. I'll alert you to. I'm going to be in State College, PA. Um, and remind Tab Benoit is coming uh, here in two weeks. Is he going to be on the podcast? Uh, no, but he's going to be. Uh, I'm going to be in front of him. It's a Thursday, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, peace out and be peace careful out, baby. with the uh, fungal infected folks. Yes. Okay, that's it for episode number 175. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 175. There are links to things like the moon illusion and to the last of us in general. You can support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. If you give it the gin martinis level, you can enjoy a video of Dennis and me talking nonsense. See you next week.